This episode of Fearless Rebel Radio is brought to you by You On Fire. You On Fire is the amazing 12-week online group coaching program that I run where we build up your worth from the ground up so that it's no longer hinging on the way that you look. It's got personalized coaching from me and incredible community support plus lifetime access. Get details on what's included in this program and sign up to be notified when doors open for the next cycle by going to summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. I would love to have you in that program and in that group. This is Fearless Rebel Radio, a podcast about body positivity, self-worth, anti-dieting, and feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 142, and this is another installment of Classic Rebel Radio, where we revisit an episode from the past while I'm on maternity leave. Today, we are revisiting the interview I did with Vivian McMaster, creator of Be Your Own Beloved, photographer and body image advocate, on how you can heal negative body image through selfies and choose compassion over critique in photos. And I'll be answering a listener question on body acceptance and aging. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode at summerinandin.com forward slash 142. And as a reminder, I'm on maternity leave until spring 2019. So the episodes you're hearing here originally aired in the first two seasons of the podcast. This one aired March 16th, 2016. They are some of your favorites and some of mine, and they're covering topics that I feel are the most important. So I hope you enjoy re-listening to them or hearing them for the first time. Before we begin, let me give a shout out to Kindness Mama who left this awesome review. Summer brings in the most amazing guests and has conversations that help me think about how I can bring more body positivity into my life. Thank you so much for that awesome review. Leaving a review helps others to find the show and the information that you're learning here. You can do that by heading to iTunes, searching for Fearless Rebel Radio, then click ratings and reviews and click to leave a review or give it a rating. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this show via iTunes or whatever platform you use as well. And don't forget to grab the free 10-day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. Today's listener question comes from Sandra. As a middle-aged woman, it's difficult to find the voices of other women my age who are waging and winning the battle with diet culture. Where are they? And how does a woman looking for body acceptance that is 50 plus factor in the physical changes that menopause and the aging body bring about? So there's two parts to this question. First one is about finding voices of other women that are in the 50 plus demographic. And it's tough. I don't think there are that many. And so it was one of the reasons why I started the age po hashtag age po uh, campaign, if you call it, or I just started the hashtag really last year, because uh, there was a lack of representation that I was seeing on in particular on social media. And I was actually quoted in a Time magazine article uh, recently, but if you're listening to this now, it would be a few months ago, um, that <laughs> talked about this. And it interviewed a few other people, but they were in the 40, getting close to 40, 40 plus categories. So those individuals were Ivy Felicia, Amy Pence Brown, who I've interviewed on the podcast before episodes 74 and 84, respectively. However, they are still under 50. And so I understand that there is a need for women even older than 40 to have voices and representation in this movement. And fortunately, some of my clients or people who were in my Facebook group decided to participate when I said, let's start using this hashtag and have really used it in an amazing way. So if you are on Instagram and you search the hashtag AgePo, so that's A-G-E-P-O, you will find these individuals and you will see that they are posting awesome images of themselves, and also some dialogue and commentary around aging and, uh, you know, breaking up kind of the bullshit that we've been taught from beauty culture and diet culture about what it means to age. So I hope that you find those individuals. And I think outside of that, it's important to look at people who are in that demographic that perhaps aren't in like the body positive space specifically, but who are just role models. So 
Okay, I'm just going to throw some names out there, and I'm Canadian. So, but this is these are conversations I've had with clients, like individuals like Elizabeth Warren, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Those are two off the top of my head. I know there are likely a lot more out there, but these are just individuals out there that are in a higher age demographic that are kicking ass and have real strong feminist values and perspectives. And I think that anytime you have that, they really are fighting against diet culture. And so you can look for those types of role models too. And even though they may not be talking about their experience of aging, you can still look to them as representatives of what it means to age without letting beauty standards define how you do that. There's so much shame around aging, and this is really prominent in Western cultures where youth is fetishized, and aging is often equated with being invisible. And in other cultures, aging is celebrated. And so I think that it's important to recognize that ageism is especially prominent in Western culture, and it's the result of the culture that we live in. And so in order to, so the second point of the question, which is, how do we factor in physical changes that menopause and aging bring about? We can apply the same principles that we use to change internalized fat phobia and our fat phobic beliefs to changing the beliefs that we have about aging. And so a few suggestions I have are number one, looking for images and role models. So like I said, you know, search the hashtag HPO and I recommend following them. If you find any others, amazing. I would say let me know, but I'm not really going to be checking email or social media for in right now. But you can let me know and I'll check it again later. But I think that using that and even just the people who are using it right now, and then be the change you want to see if you want to participate in that too. Amazing, go for it. Like that's the whole point of why I created that hashtag. I think the more that we can crowdsource it and represent it ourselves, it doesn't have to be on a big platform. It can just be everyday people who happen to have an Instagram account sharing their own experiences and stories around it. And the more diversity we have there, the better. So looking for images and role models, as I said, and number two, really challenging ageist beliefs. So I would say, write out what are the beliefs you have about aging? What do you associate with it? What has our, our culture taught you about aging? And understand that when we can really identify what those harmful beliefs are, we're able to then challenge them. And we're able to decide what beliefs we want to have that will support us through that process. So let's just say, for example, you have a belief that women over 50 can't wear shorts. So challenge that. Wear shorts. Why not? Who says? You know, in the same way that it's like women who are a certain size can't wear sleeveless tops or whatever it is. Fuck that. Wear what you want. Challenge those beliefs that you have yourself. Or if aging means to you something like, I have nothing good to offer, you know, start to rewire that belief. Start to look for people you know who are older that have a lot to offer and really look for evidence that the belief that you want to have is true. And so those are some ways that you can start to challenge the aging beliefs that you have. And it's the same way we go about changing fat phobic beliefs. Second thing is normalizing aging for yourself. So taking photos of you, you know, no longer hiding, making sure you're showing your photos and maybe even try focusing in on things like wrinkles or the way your hands look or parts of your body that really change with aging. Maybe it's gray hair and to normalize them instead of hiding it from yourself. And this is really just a tool for healing. And this is the reason why I paired this question with this particular episode, because Vivian's so awesome at using photos as a tool for healing. And overall, anything that detaches your self-worth from your appearance is going to be beneficial to help you through the aging process. So I think that the more that you can work on detaching your appearance from your self-worth, knowing your value, being really compassionate with yourself, the better it's going to be when your body starts to change. Because inevitably we're going to change and we're going to get older and we can't stop that. We can't thwart that process. So the more that we can really embrace it, see that there's actually a lot of beauty in aging, see that there's a lot of benefits that come with aging, and know that our value isn't tied in what society thinks of an aging person, then the better it's going to be for you. So those are some suggestions I have. Again, I'm not in that 
necessarily in that demographic yet. I may be 40 by the time this episode airs, or at least getting very close to it. But um, I'm not in the uh, menopausal age yet. And so uh, it's, you know, maybe my experience will be different when I get there. But I think for now, you know, a lot of my clients are in that age, they're in their 40s, they're in their 50s. And, uh, you know, these are just tools that I've used with them, the ways that we've worked around it that have been really successful. So I hope you find success with it, with it as well. And try to use that hashtag HPO if you are 40 plus, because I really would love to see more representation and usage of it. Okay, let's move on to Vivian. Vivian is amazing. I recommend her work to everybody because I think we could all use some support around feeling better about ourselves and pictures. And she gives some great advice in this episode today. Check it out. Hey everyone, I am really, really excited to introduce you to my guest today. I have on the show Vivian McMaster. Vivian is a photographer, workshop leader, and body image advocate from Vancouver, Canada. Yeah! (laughs) She helps folks around the world see themselves with compassion through their own camera lens. Her photographs have been seen in such places as Oprah.com and the Huffington Post. The camera and self-portraiture helped her heal her own negative body image, and she's now on a mission to share these tools and help women choose compassion over critique one photo at a time. You can learn more about Vivian at BeYourOwnBeloved.com, which I will link to in the show notes for this episode. Welcome to the show, Vivian. Thank you so much. I love your podcast, so I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here. I mean, I've been following your work for um, well over a year, uh, and when I discovered you, I was like, oh my God, who is this woman? (laughs) What is she, like, look what she's doing. This is, this is like amazing stuff that I don't think anyone else is doing as far as the same way. <laughs> I know. Um, and then I was like, and she lives in my city. And so right. believe it or not, we just met for the first time in person yesterday. Um, it so it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. We cyber stalked each other and kind of like talked about coffee dates for a long time. And even though you really are just across the city, which Vancouver is not very big. So across the city means like 15 minutes. <laughs> um, we've made it happen finally. And we're going to definitely make it happen a lot more because yeah. Um, yeah, we had we had a lot of fun. So <laughs> with that, why don't you tell everyone about who you are, your story and how you got into the work that you that you do? Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited. Um, and so uh, my work is called Be Your Own Beloved. Um, and yeah, why don't I tell you a little bit about how in the world I got to <laughs> um, do this work around selfies and body image. Um, and probably like most people who do the work that they that they do to try to help other people, it's because we did it to help ourselves um, first, I didn't actually come into this work because I thought it was a grand idea that would be really successful. I came into using selfies as a tool for body image because I had deeply negative um, body image from my teens. Um, and in my 20s, it was getting to a not good place. Um, and I went through a depression kind of in my late 20s. And when I came out of it, um, I it wasn't actually that I wanted to heal my body image. It was that I had no clue who I was, um, anymore. And, uh, so I kind of went on a journey to find her. Um, and it so happened that our phones were starting to have the tiniest, like they made the tiniest pictures, (laughs) but it was a camera nonetheless. (laughs) Um, and I just started to kind of add my, I I just started to kind of go out in the world and see what beauty I could find, just something to kind of bring some joy to my day. Um, I was doing night shifts. So like in gray Vancouver winters, (laughs) I had like two hours of awake time to kind of feel alive. (laughs) Um, uh, so I would go find a bit of beauty. Um, and then I started to add myself to those photos. And while I didn't do this, to heal body image, um, that started happening. Um, I started to see the way I had only thought of my body in, in one possible way. I, I didn't think that there could possibly be any other story of, of my worthiness, of my lovability, um, of my beauty, other than this one kind of self-doubt and self-critiqued based 
way I saw myself. And in the photos, I started just to see something different. Um, and it started to feel like a place where I had my own voice about I, how I saw myself um, outside of my inner critic's voice. Um, and yeah, I use the term inner critic. Um, people have all sorts of different terms they use for that, but, um, that's, it had felt like that to me, like a pretty kind of paralyzing voice of you're never going to see yourself in any other way than this. Um, and these photos were proving that wrong to me. Um, it wasn't about ego. It wasn't about, um, I'm amazing. You know, like it was (laughs) Mm -hmm. that I was like, Oh, maybe I wasn't right. Maybe I wasn't right about this. Like, maybe I can see you with love. Mm-hmm. And it felt like the, the possibility of self-compassion and self-love just kind of started to grow. Um, and then I, <laughs> you know, we, we teach what we needed to learn. Um, so I slowly started to kind of step into my own power of like, okay, I've done, I've, done, I've been doing this work for quite a few years now. And I've like on my own separate from, um, kind of teaching it and, I think I can not, if this helped me, then I think it can help other people. So it's taken me a while to really kind of stand in my, like, this will help you. Um, but I, I feel like it's not just that I was lucky and, and that photos were a place for me to kind of heal my body image. I feel like it can be a place for all of us to, if we want to, and if we let it, um, and if we're willing to kind of know that our inner critic's going to show up and kind of work with our inner critic to make peace with photos. Um, yeah, that's a bit about how that all came to be. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, just describe a little bit more about like how, how you help women, like what, what do you, what do you yeah. do when you're in your work? Absolutely. Um, so I have very playful activity based programs, um, where because we're kind of spread it around the world, um, I kind of put the power in your hands as the person um, whose story it is, who's, who knows kind of your own history to be your own beloved and to treat yourself with the kind of same kindness that um, you probably would offer a friend if you were taking a photo of them. Um, so I help women kind of reclaim that power over their own voice of how they see themselves um, through the camera, but it's kind of beyond the camera. It's beyond the photos. Um, Whatever tool we're using to heal, our body image affects all of the other kind of ways that we do. Um, So the camera can be a really empowering tool, um, and I help women reclaim that power back um, and find their own voice of how they see themselves. That's so cool. Um, (laughs) I mean, I just think it's brilliant because pictures are probably one of the most triggering things. Yeah. And, um, it's, I find it's probably one of the most difficult things for women to start seeing through a positive and compassionate perspective. Hmm. Um, why is it that pictures are so, so triggering for, for women? Um, I don't think we're used to seeing our bodies in photos in a way where we're really feeling empowered in it. Um, Mm. And it's just a snapshot, you know, as much as I'm like, you got to take photos. It is one snapshot, one moment of you. Like if you were inhaling, it might look different than if you were exhaling. Um, If you turned a centimeter to one side, it would look like a totally different photo. It's a snapshot. Um, But I think we take that one snapshot and we call it proof of these old triggering stories. Um, the, that we, these stories we have about our body and our worthiness. Um, um, and it's, it's easy to do. That's what it felt like. Photos were always like for me that, oh, there's that, 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 you know, perspective. I, that story I have about myself and say my belly, there it is in the photo must be true. You know, like it felt like that was what photos were these, that they kind of shone the light on these negative stories for me. Um, but the more that, we can kind of take more photos of ourselves, see more perspectives of ourselves um, and move and kind of feel embodied in the process. The more we not only get photos that we like, um, but we also just get to see that it's not just, um, we can create new proof of how we see ourselves. We can kind of create stories where we're like, Oh yeah. in that moment that was happening. And um, I feel like those ones that have been kind of the, 
the danger zone photos, they start to lose a bit of power over us. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause uh, I mean, I think a lot of times people would just think, well, I'm going to avoid taking photos. Like yeah. photos are triggering for me, so I'm going to avoid it. But, yeah. um, you know, your, your approach like is, is the complete opposite of that. Like essentially you're saying like, take more photos of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I, you know, like, why is it so hard for, for us to, to take those photos and, and, you know, or to be present in other people's photos? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it, it's because photos, one thing I want to mention is that it's because we feel so intensely about them that they can be a place of healing. Um, and I think that it's partly this piece about it bringing up the proof about our, about our old stories, but um, sometimes I feel like um, we are we kind of don't look at the bigger context of the photo and like, how are we feeling that day? What was, what were we struggling with? What is that kind of like tiredness we see on our face? Or we, we kind of take photos as a proof of, of one moment, as I said, and um, it can feel really like, um, yeah, like somebody that we're not kind of seeing our embodied self mm-hmm. in our photos. Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's a, it's, it's a vulnerable yeah. space. Um, you know, when you started, you, you know, you mentioned like you started these, you know, taking, going on photo walks and then, yeah. you know, being in your own pictures, like, like how long did it take you to, to get comfortable just being like doing that? And, and also, um, you know, how did you start to change that story? You know, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, like, obviously, you know, there's these old stories that we're telling ourselves, but what did you do to help, help shift that story for totally. you? So that was two questions. there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it took me a long, like quite a, a long time. And mm-hmm. I think in this era of selfies, it's a bit problematic that we see a selfie as one thing, an arm's length photo. Um, because that's a big jump to be honest. (laughs) Um, if we're trying to take selfies and we are, we're just starting, you know, especially if our, we maybe have stories around our, our face or upper body and, um, that it's a big jump to, if we're not used to seeing ourselves in photos to all of a sudden be taking face selfies. Um, and what I did was like my hands and my feet kind of, I'd find a flower and I'd hold it in my hand or I'd stand beside a puddle and jump in it. Or, um, I think we need to give ourselves permission to let selfies be bigger and broader than what society thinks they are. Mm. Um, and ease, ease into it at our, at our own pace. Um, I had somebody in one of my classes the other day, we were only on like day three of class and she was already kind of like, ah, this is hard. <laughs> and she was like, well, you know, like, when is it going to feel better? When am I going to see myself differently? Like I, and, and I, I had to tell her that there is no one timeline. We all have different histories that brought us to this place where we might want to use, um, selfies as a tool for body image healing and, um, or whatever we're using for it. Like we can't, there's not like, a, I couldn't promise her that by day 10, you're going to feel this way or like, by yeah. photos, you're going to feel amazing. And, um, because it's, we all get to kind of, it's our own map. It's our own path. Um, and we're all going to have different timelines. Mine was kind of within a few years. I really felt like I had made peace with, um, my, in my negative body image to a pretty big degree. And, and since then it's just gone deeper. There's so it's like the layers of an onion, you know, like totally <laughs> heal one story and there's another one awaiting. Um, and so it's kind of felt like that, but in, in to get to that place where I really started to feel like I could hear my own voice outside of my inner critics was definitely like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and easing into it. Yeah had selfies been the way they are now, I'm not sure. Um, cause nobody was telling me what a good selfie was at that, age, at that point. Right. Nobody was telling me what they should look like, how I should pose. I actually wasn't seeing a lot of selfies at the time. It, this actually wasn't that long ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it wasn't that long ago. Like, no. I mean, <laughs> the culture has like happened. I, I started teaching, 
e-course is like six years ago based around self-portraiture wasn't the word selfie wasn't even there yeah it's kind of bizarre um what's happened and I'm happy to rule with the selfie movement but I also want to bring voice to that that's not the only kind of selfie you can take (laughs) and then it's a hundred percent okay to like put the tiny tips of your toes into a photo that is a selfie and that, like, to give ourselves the time and the space to ease into it, to reach into it, to, like, to take the same, maybe you only want to take foot selfies for six months, and then you want to start putting your hands in it, like, or maybe you're ready to to try a whole bunch right now, like, there's no one timeline or right way to do it, and the more we can kind of listen in, in and, and find out what our body stories need, what our um, body image healing needs, um, and not what what anybody else thinks we should do, not what we think is going to look good on our Instagram feeds. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I rarely go out and, and try to take a certain photo. Um, I always come home with photos <laughs> that yeah. I like, but I never, like, I don't plan out I don't plan out what's going to happen. And, and I think that's kind of a, a gift that we can give ourselves is being, is like listening in. What do I need to say through the camera? It doesn't matter if this gets shared. Um, it can be a place that we can kind of look ourselves in the eye, literally um, through the lens and, and just ask ourselves what we need, what, it, you know, what, how can I, be of service to you, my love, myself today, you know, Mm -hmm. um, which isn't, you know, Kardashian style, what we really hear selfies are, but that's (laughs) at the heart. I feel like they can be. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. I think, um, you know, a lot of people hear selfie, they think, uh, like public, like you're sharing it publicly, like on Instagram or Facebook, which is, which is totally cool as well. But I think, you know, um, what you're saying is using it as your own personal tool of healing. And so that's, that doesn't mean you need to share it. If you, if, if this is something you want to just like personally use as a body healing tool. Yeah. And I think selfies are are like the word in the dictionary is defined as a photo you take and share on social media. Mm. But I mean, I, so it could, perhaps it's a self portrait if not, but same thing. Yeah. But you don't, you get to choose. I don't think that selfies and social media need to be one in the same. Um, and yeah, we're going to also going to take tons of photos and tons of outtakes to get that one that we might want to share. And the one that might feel the most resonant and connected and that you really like offered yourself compassion in it might not be the one that you actually share. Like maybe there's, maybe you want to keep that to yourself. Like this is your healing journey, your tool to use in it. Um, and you don't have to prove anything to anyone. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. nobody needs to know, you know, like you can tell them how, how you've learned to love yourself, but it's, that's not what makes the journey worthy is how many people know on social media. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit different. <laughs> Would you suggest like starting with things that you like? You know, like if, like, I know you mentioned, like, if your hands or your feet are in the photo, like, you know, would you, would you kind of suggest like exploring this as a tool with, with the parts of ourselves that we're a little bit more neutral towards or the ones that we actually do like? Yeah, that is a great question. Absolutely. Um, so thinking about it in terms of comfort zones, like what's in your comfort zone, Mm -hmm. um, follow that definitely like spend some time in your comfort zone and, and then with time, we may kind of notice, like, for example, for a long time, I, I noticed that I never smiled with my teeth, mm. you know, like I never had an open mouth smile in my selfies. I actually forget to all the time. And there came to a point where I, that was just my comfort zone. We're allowed to take as many selfies as we want in our comfort zone. And then one day I was like, huh, okay, I think I'm ready. Let's see. Let's see how this whole smiling with your teeth thing goes. And I was ready to kind of step out of it. And because I allowed myself that much time in my comfort zone, it, I felt ready to kind of step out of it. I mean, and that's just one example, but like, let, yeah, letting yourself take as many selfies as you want, say, um, of your legs or your feet without kind of going to your upper body, if that's your comfort zone. Um, absolutely. I think that's a great idea. Um, because I think not because I feel like we're never going to go out of our comfort zone. I think the more we let ourselves just get comfortable with selfies 
and with seeing our bodies in the photo in that way, um, the more we'll be willing and resilient to go out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think there's something to be said about like ruminating on negative versus positive. And I think like a lot of the times with body image work, um, you know, what, one of the things that I really encourage women to do is to, is to focus more on, on positive things in order to kind of just rewire and, and, you know, activate that portion of the brain. Like, and so, um, you know, it's, it's easier to tap into your voice of compassion or this feeling of like, quote unquote, body love, which we, you know, we can talk about in Mm. a sec. Um, when you're, when you're in that positive space, like more of those feelings will grow and cultivate. And so that's, yeah, like that's, I think like, I think that's really important because I know, I remember reading one of your posts and I think this was a long time ago, but how you used to hide or try and tuck in your stomach. And yeah, it's like, yeah, you wrote about that, didn't you? Um, and now you're able to just like, let it, let it show. And I feel like that can resonate with so many women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, so the thing about non-judgment, um, is, and the thing about also the places that we're kind of hiding ourselves, I don't think, I didn't even notice. I just kind of, it wasn't a conscious thing. Maybe these ways were socialized to like tuck in our stomach or to, to kind of like put our body in certain ways. I just realized one day that I naturally kind of hold in my stomach and crop it out in a way when I'm taking like aiming down, um, at my feet, it was that kind of selfie where I was like, all right, let's let that belly in. Yeah. (laughs) I made a practice of consciously kind of letting it out. Um, and yeah, I love this idea of focusing on, on like celebrating the, the things you love about yourself and the positive in our, in our photos. Um, and it can feel sometimes like that, the there's, especially through the camera, that there's so many kind of negative things. Um, and I, I have this thing I asked my class and they, they were like, Whoa. Um, and I asked them to kind of notice where they felt non-judgmental about mm-hmm. their body. Yeah. And they were like, uh, I don't know what to say because the, the parts of ourselves that we don't judge, we probably actually don't think about a lot. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's a great challenge. If somebody's wanting to take a selfie today, like, what do you, not judge. Um, I actually, I don't judge my earlobes. I don't think about them a lot, you know, like it, and it can be so easy to focus on the, the parts of ourselves that, um, we think about every day a lot. Um, and so to invite it, invite in noticing non or non judgment, um, about our body. I feel like that, like the positivity, like helps kind of spread, um, this notion of, of being able to kind of feel non-judgmental about our bodies. Cause that's what I found. Like the more I kind of let my belly in the photo, the, the more I was like, Oh, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> I actually, I like, I like my belly. I like to see it in the photos. Um, yeah. Cause we're, if we're only feeling that resonance of judgment, um, it's harder to recognize when we're, when we're in a non-judgmental place. Cause it's, it's not as, thrilling and dramatic and exciting. (laughs) Yeah. It's really gentle and quiet and, um, peaceful, but not in a like Zen way. It's just like, Oh, earlobes. I don't think about you so much, you know, like, and what I'm really loving and enjoying seeing, because I've been doing this for work for a while and I've been asking these questions, like what happens when you take selfies for years? What happens when you're constantly doing this body image work around it? And I feel like what has happened is slowly um, these parts of my bodies I had judgment around just get to be themselves. Like these days my belly gets to be my belly, not a good belly or a bad belly. My thighs get to be thighs like and shaped how they are. They're not good or bad. They're just thighs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like this. I need to talk about this as kind of where we might be heading with our healing, how we feel about ourselves in photos. Like it's not all bells and whistles at the end. It's not like I love myself, you know, and like feeling that like fabulousness in every photo. It's, it's a little more boring. (laughs) 
It is, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I know we were talking about this yesterday yeah. when we were out for coffee because um, I was saying, like, you know, like this whole, like, quote unquote, loving your body, like, it, it's such a, um, uh, like, it, it, you know, people can misinterpret it as, like, like you said, like this, like, major like celebra- celebratory moment like you said i thought somebody was gonna throw me a party yeah, exactly <laughs> no yeah yeah it's kind of just like oh okay <laughs> like it's... <Simple>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's peace of mind and so i think it's 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 really about kind of creating your own blueprint and definition of like what loving your body means to you like how did it how does how do, what does loving your body mean to you how does it mm. feel for you yeah, it feels quiet. Yeah. It feels quiet because it didn't for so long, constantly. Like, it felt noisy and tense and not enough. Um, so loving my body feels gentle and quiet and intuitive and connected. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I've had to kind of, like, at, when I got to that point of, like, oh, okay, nobody's throwing me a party. This is kind of, like, <laughs> this is just, you know, more... Simp- more gentle than I kind of expected it's I've settled into that and been like yeah body love doesn't I can celebrate myself in this gentleness um and I can there's so much still to learn um and I have days where I don't feel gentle and connected and intuitive um but that's kind of what I love about the even though we're not talking about intuitive eating today I know the kind of worlds collide mm-hmm. <laughs> um but something I really love and resonate around intuitive eating is this idea that there, everything is learning. Everything is a way to kind of take what you've learned about yourself. Um, even if it's that it's a tough day and you're having a hard time and, um, you made, you made choices that didn't actually feel like they honored you, um, that you can, you can connect and do it differently than the next day not in that you did anything wrong but that you you found information that you learned about yourself and that you can connect even deeper with yourself through it so yeah and I think that's why you know you really use the word compassion versus like yeah self-love um you know what's talk about compassion a bit and totally like what that what that is or what that feels like when I think the world's the word self-love is related to that like idea that there's some way that we will succeed or achieve or perfect this yeah Uh, that it just feels to me like that word holds that that like it's something you need to achieve um and self-compassion feels expansive and that it there's room in it for the tough days um you know, sometimes in my programs, people will be like, I missed a couple prompts. I'm having a hard time. And I'm like, this is room for self-compassion. Like mm-hmm. self-compassion isn't about you getting the best photo at all. <laughs> it's about you showing up for yourself and, and offering yourself kindness with whatever is coming up. Um, so that's, yeah. And in terms of taking photos and seeing ourselves with compassion in them, like there's that doesn't mean you can only take photos that you love and that that is self-compassion. Um, it's invited into the moments when you feel triggered or struggling or vulnerable about a photo. Um, if there's room for it all. So, and there's resilience in self-compassion. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. It's like my favorite word, resilience. (laughs) I love that word too. (laughs) So there is this common, you know, phrase in the body image community that we are so much more than our body. And I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on that, given the work that you do. Yeah, that is a great one. Um, Yeah, and I I actually think about this, this one a lot, um, that we are, we're kind of more than our bodies. I, I think that's a very, very valuable one, but sometimes I feel like we, when we focus completely on that we are more than our bodies, we're still kind of leaving these pieces of being in our bodies and seeing our bodies behind, mm-hmm. you know, um, physically and like not just being in our heads about it, like connecting in our bodies and, um, yeah, I, ha- I think I have this post on my blog about how um, selfies can be a spiritual journey. I often he- people hear people kind of re- refer it 
refer to um, this kind of idea that we are more than our bodies. Like, why worry about what your body looks like? Because we're more than our bodies. Like, we are a soul in our bodies. Absolutely. We're still walking around the world in our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> we're still seeing ourselves in the corner of our eye, sideways, in a store window, in our bodies. And I think there can be so much... Um, and maybe that's just what I can add to this whole thing is um, that we're able to kind of see ourselves and heal these pieces about being in our bodies and, and seeing it from the outside as well as living in it from the inside. Um, and it doesn't mean that like our body's wisdom and all the amazing things our body does for us can't be a part of that process. Um, yeah, but I, I do sometimes feel like it's it's a bit left behind that there still may there may be those feelings of um of shame or tenderness around how we feel in and looking at our bodies Mm -hmm. yeah I, I mean I think from the perspective of what our culture tells women our body is you know like our bodies as as females have always just been kind of like these, that sexual objects, right? Totally. I think, you know, from that respect, it's like, yes, you are more than your body. But the more that I do this work and the more that I, you know, continue on my own like Mm -hmm. journey, um, as you said, like it's never ends. Like, you know, even though, (laughs) you know, you come to a place where you like can say like, quote unquote, I love my body. There's always other layers, but the more that I sort of explore that and go down this road I think there's value in seeing ourselves as a whole being that includes our body and the more I truly feel at ease in my body the more I feel I am my body yeah instead of more than my body like yes you know like I I because if I didn't have this body like I wouldn't be who I am like I, yeah. you know I, I and it doesn't mean it's like my identity but it's just it is like, it is appreciating it and not leaving some of those broken pieces behind. Like you said, I think you phrased it so well. Well, yeah, so true. Yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> That's a good discussion. <laughs> oh, deep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I really wanted to talk about that with somebody. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It was on my mind lately. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know if I'm more than my, I think I am my body now. <laughs> I was like, and I feel like we like... see those, we see this often in like the Instagram kind of quotes. Yeah. 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 It's like in my face a lot. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I was listening to, um, the Lena Dunham podcast, woman of the hour, uh, the body uh, episode, which is really awesome. But, um, they were just talking about like, are you your hair? Like, they were asking these women who had like just very, um, I guess hairs that didn't meet like kind of the female ideal. Um, you know, are you your hair? And they were, they were like really going into it like philosophically. And I was like, Oh man, I'm like, am I my hair? And then I was like, am I my body? And I was just like, I went down this whole like (laughs) thought train of thought with it. And then I just, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since. Yeah. (laughs) It, It brings those pieces of identity in like, am I my hair? Um, I, I shaved my head once because who am I without it? You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are you your hair? No, I am not my hair. Yeah. Um, but, but I love my hair yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 I connect with the ways that it feels like it helps me express myself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, I love, I like how it looks in selfies. <laughs> yeah. Um, not always, but like, but it, these one, these kind of one pieces don't define my worthiness. But if I, yeah, I need to, this is a good question. <laughs> it could be its whole own podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, one of the other things I wanted to ask is I think, I think this whole idea of, um, you know, selfies and, uh, like, you know, body love, uh, there's, there's this kind of perception that it means like you're always feeling beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I certainly don't feel beautiful all the time. Like 
I don't know. Like, it's kind of rare that I'm like, man, I'm beautiful today. <laughs> like, cause I just don't really think about it. You know, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Or what have been your kind of your experiences with that? That is a great question. Um, because I think there can be this notion that our selfies are about our beauty. Um, mm-hmm. And they can be, if that's the story that you want to tell that day, I tend to think about it as like the stories that we want to tell, um, in our photos. Um, and I definitely don't always feel beautiful or, um, I really encourage my, my participants, um, to, to share simple selfies, to let it just be showing up for themselves in the moment. Um, and that that's really valuable. It's not just about loving ourselves in the moments that we feel um, like we meet that societal standard of, of beautiful or enough. Um, it's kind of loving what's underneath. Um, I have this activity that's all about kind of unmasking ourselves. And I think that can be kind of one of the masks that we wear that we, if we feel like we need to be perceived as beautiful. Um, but the, the, the woman underneath, um, who wears sweatpants <laughs> and doesn't always wear cat eye makeup <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is worthy of love too. And, and I think our selfies can be a way to kind of connect with that too. Um, Cause yeah, it's, it's about being ourselves and being real in whatever way that comes about. And um, I like wearing things that are kind of connected to beauty. I like getting dressed in the morning, but um, that doesn't, always even come into my selfies um and nor does it make one kind of selfie more worthy than the other yeah it's a big question yeah yeah and so let's talk about how women can start to actually you know put put some of this stuff into practice what are some what are some things that women can do to start to you know embrace embrace their photos and and start uh, embracing their selfies Mm -hmm. Well, one thing is the, I think we probably all kind of have these moments of like, Oh, that would be a good spot to take a selfie. Don't resist it. (laughs) Go for it. Like start to slowly get outside your comfort zones. Mm -hmm. Um, because selfies generally aren't in most of our comfort zones. So start, start giving yourself the opportunity, um, to use this as a tool bit by bit. And, um, like I shared how I, you know, I started with my hands and my feet, Um, your selfies don't just need to be your face (laughs) or a full body. A lot of people kind of have this perception when they come to my work that like the ultimate goal is a full body photo and seeing your whole body in a photo, like, you know, head to toe. Um, and that doesn't need to be, this is your, like we talked about, this is your body love journey. Um, and you get to navigate it. And I feel like we kind of create through selfies, we create a visual, um, narrative for for ourselves. I'm able to look back, which I feel so grateful for. And we probably all can, like if we use Instagram, I get to look back through my photos on this body image healing journey that I've been on for like eight years and kind of witness where it, I get to witness like through not, not that my body changed because my body hasn't changed. Um, but I kind of get to witness the shame kind of disappearing from the way I can see it in my eyes in photos. Like I get to see myself emerge into photos. So any day is the perfect day to start offering that to ourselves and to kind of think about this as a tool to, um, to, to invite photos to be a part of the way that we kind of see our healing path it can be like a, like a journal, like a diary in a way. Um, just, just kind of another way to kind of look at selfies, um, and give ourselves this space to connect and to ask questions of the woman in the photo, um, or the person in the photo, um, who is of course ourselves. And, and we don't need to have all the answers to how to heal our body image journey. Um, but we get to show up again and again and be resilient. Even if we don't get photos we like, we get to keep trying. Um, and the more we can kind of allow ourselves in the frame, the more um, we will find those places of non-judgment and just start to see our bodies as, hey, there you are. <laughs> you know, like it, 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 it's not an immediate thing and it'll go on our, at our own pace, our own timeline. But um, 
start, start now and start in every, any way that you want to. Um, doesn't have to be an arm's length selfie. <laughs> yeah. And, and play. I think there's a lot of fa- fear. I so you, did, you just said play, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's, I mean, let's talk about that. Cause I think there's so yeah. much fear, uh, around, around this, like uh, even myself, like I'm like, like, yeah. even if I'm not going to share it, like, I don't know why it's just like, there's a fear, especially if you're out in nature, because mm. oftentimes there's other people around. So how, how can you like, you know, what's your advice for, for kind of moving through that fear? Um, make silly faces like this is, or however you like to get playful. Mm-hmm. Um, but almost every time I, especially if I'm kind of fe- not feeling it or like feeling like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Um, I will take maybe 10 photos with the goofiest possible faces that I can make into the camera there. Like I could show you my camera feed. These are in between all of the good selfies or I shouldn't actually call it a good selfie. The one I shared. Yeah. Not good or bad. <laughs> um, but actually I think these are pretty rad, but, and they're in between. And I just kind of, it's, it, it's become a habit. And I encourage people to just take 10 super goofy selfies because what will happen is you'll feel more at ease. You'll be having fun. You'll kind of trick yourself into having fun with selfies. And then once you've done a bunch of silly ones, um, it's easier just to kind of like ease into it and, and have, and continue the fun, even if it's not goofy, but, um, yeah, get silly is kind of one tip I have. Um, and connect to your body, take a deep breath, kind of move your shoulders, like get into it in a, be playful in a kind of physical way too. Like, even if that's not actually what ends up in the photo, um, it allows us to reconnect to our bodies in the moment. Um, and it is scary. It is scary to, to kind of take these self selfies and, and there's an unknown. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what's going to happen, but, um, the more we can play um, and kind of give ourselves the freedom to not have an expectation of, of what's going to happen at the end. Um, taking selfies in public is hard too. I, I do it a lot. Um, but I kind of find a little nook for myself to kind of feel safe. Um, even in public, maybe there's like, you know, I, I often go to a garden where there's just a, if I go around that bamboo over there, <laughs> no one will see me. I don't, take photos completely in public pretty much ever Mm. sometimes but it it might look like that you know I'm standing in a wide open park and there there might be people over there but rarely are they standing right beside me when I'm taking my selfie I like some quiet I like some safe space and um so we don't need to pressure ourselves to to kind of take them at any moment all the time when other people are looking it's okay to like go into your bathroom and take a bunch and Mm. lock the door that might be you know the only place you can kind of have some space to yourself inside or um you know find a spot outside where for even for a moment there's nobody around um and just let yourself kind of go for it and sometimes people see me and I smile at them (laughs) and I you know it's okay sometimes I get busted taking selfies and it's becoming more normal for, yeah. for people to do that, but it still feels awkward. I will, I will agree with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the more you can kind of just laugh it off and play and try again and find a quieter spot and um, yeah, it helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, more and more people take selfies now. And like, I, I always yeah. like, I, I love it when I see people taking selfies. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's awesome. I'm just like, yeah, you go, girl. Totally. <laughs> and the more public the place, like if you live in a city where it's like, you know, probably for us, I don't, I don't even know, Kitts Beach, somewhere where there's going to be like lots of people taking selfies or the places that more tourists go. Right. Um, if that's a kind of city, like I was actually in traveling, I was at the Eiffel Tower. Everybody was taking selfies there. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It was really wild. And I was like, okay, then I'm pulling out the selfie stick <laughs> and where I normally wouldn't actually feel comfortable using it, like that they were selling them. Everybody was using them. Yeah. So the more you can kind of put yourself in those spaces where everybody's taking them, um, the more you can just kind of laugh it off and go for it and you won't look ridiculous at all. <laughs> yeah. So give yourself those kind of like public, everybody's doing it spaces or give yourself like super quiet, safe Nobody can see me. Spaces. Nobody can see you. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do it in the in-between places if you don't want to. <laughs> 
Um, so you mentioned a selfie stick. Are there yeah. any other like props or apps? Like what, what, what are sort of, you know, what are things that you like, um, that uh, help you to, to, to embrace, embrace selfie taking or that you, you know, you advise to your clients and women taking your programs? Um, I actually am a DIY fan. <laughs> um, I don't carry around a lot of tools. I don't tend to carry, I, I play with the selfie stick sometimes, Yeah, but I don't tend to, to use it often. Um, one thing that I love is a, t- a really good timer app. Um, Android phones tend to have one built in. A lot of DSLRs and point and shoots have, most of them should have a, a really good timer in them. Um, iPhones, they just added one, but it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> they could improve upon it. Um, but there isn't an app. There's an app for iPhones called Gorilla Cam that allows you not only to kind of set a timer for when the photos are going to start, but then to take a whole bunch of photos at once, which I really recommend people go for, especially if you want to try stepping into the frame um, and like having parts or all of your body or even just your feet in, in the frame. And um, I have multiple tripods, but I don't tend to take them <laughs> yeah. because selfies can happen on these beautiful, spontaneous moments that we kind of, Oh my God, look at that ray of light. Or that's a really beautiful mural. I just found that I'm going to stand in front of. Um, the more we can just embrace those moments when they happen, um, the, the more fun it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> the more we're probably going to like it because it's this, it's something that lit you up. It's something exciting. And um, so I don't often have, my tripods or my there's gorilla pods are kind of uh, you can get them in multiple sizes but it's a fun tripod um you can wrap around stuff like a tree or a oh yeah 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 i've seen those yeah (laughs) they're pretty cool but don't worry if you left it at home (laughs) um it doesn't mean you can't take it Uh, i'm always looking for places to prop my phone i almost uh, probably most of us have a water bottle in our bags as we're walking the world um, or something else that we could kind of prop our phone against. Mm. Um, so I just like put my water bottle down and stand my phone up against it. Or say I have my bigger DSLR camera. I will just put my bag on the ground and put the camera on top of it and then aim it and step into the frame. Um, or I find things to put it on top of benches, fences. <laughs> um, the more we can kind of look around and be like, where could I <laughs> put the camera or the phone um, the more we'll notice them uh, and they could be at eye level. They could be on the ground, like all sorts of places. And that, in, that feels playful to me too. It feels like a bit of an adventure of how am I going to make this happen? And of course we can also hold our phones mm. <laughs> and our cameras, <laughs> but um, I think it's pretty fun to, to play with your timer. And that's a way for us really to like, when, when we are not holding our camera with one hand it allow it's different. It allows us to kind of like be in our whole body, not just our whole body minus our right arm or left arm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's different. so cool. Yeah, that, yeah. No, that's, that's great because, um, yeah, when I think of selfie, you think of like, you hold the phone out and yeah. up and you look up or like, you know, you stand and you look at yourself in the mirror, you know, like that's mm. pretty much how all of my photos look. So, <laughs> um, I will definitely be exploring, new territory and I'll link to that um you know the gorilla app you mentioned in the show uh, notes for this which will be at summerinandin.com forward slash frr-56 um as we uh as we wrap things up here I just I want to ask you one quick other question what do you say to women who think it's vain or narcissistic to post selfies yeah it I get that often <laughs> um and I say so um my a, a friend of mine who is uh, also in the body image world, Rachel Cole, has this. She oh, yeah. taught me this that um, the idea of so vain and narcissi- narcissistic are two words that also kind of describe being self centered in a negative way. Um, and Rachel shared this in a workshop that I took from her one time. The idea that being self centered. Um, is a good thing <laughs> that it means that we're centered in ourselves. Mm. Um, and I feel like especially the word narcissism or vanity disempowers us from our right to be centered in ourselves 
and to learn to see uh, ourselves in a compassionate way. I feel like those words kind of take it away from <clears throat> our right to, to feel that. And um, so when people are worried about being narcissistic or vain, I feel like it's actually that they need more of it. Mm. <laughs> Reframe it with different words, but you need to see your, maybe if, if that feels vain, then there's a story of like seeing your own beauty that needs to kind of come into this for you. Mm. Or if it feels narcissistic um, or self-centered or that it's all about, all about you, like um, maybe you're actually not giving yourself enough time in your life for it to be all about you. Like <laughs> often those words come up when it's actually, if we use a different term for it, it's something that we're not giving ourselves. Um, there's a story you could link to this one. It's, um, cause it's a post that I wrote, um, that really seemed to hit home for people. It was, it's called limitless love. And it, I went on this photo walk one day and I, t- I was taking arm's length selfies with my camera and I took like maybe 10, 15. Um, and then I kept on taking more and this voice rose up in me and was like, who are you like to take so many photos of yourself? So it's probably that voice that's coming up for people mm-hmm. with that question. Like, yeah, come on, like, do you, how many selfies do you really need to take for goodness sakes? And like, this was last year. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I the practice of taking selfies at this point, but it was just this inner critic like how like who are you to do this like come on stop it and this other voice kind of came up in me and was like no I can take as many selfies as I need to in order to heal um there is no limit to how many is allowed there's no like we it's not that we have to stop at a hundred or stop at 10 photos stop at 50 stop at a hundred like we can take as many photos as we need in order to heal our our relationships to our body. Um, and it was just this wild moment of like, wow, (laughs) I don't really actually feel like I need to take hundreds of photos, but the idea that the, the possibility and that there was room enough for me to take as many as I need to just felt like it was kind of talking back to that, that voice. It was literally talking back in my mind to that voice saying, how dare you take so many photos? Um, so like we can, there is a place in us that, um, that could be healed. I really believe if we listen to those voices of like, who am I to do this? And we do it anyways. And we say, I am, there's, you know, I'm worth this. This is what I need to do to heal. And you know what, that whether it's society or our own perception of what is okay and what is enough or what is too much, um, F it. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. There's no such thing as too many selfies to me. And that there, you know, the more that we, t- the more that we take them, the, the kind of less we need to in a way. Mm-hmm. So actually allowing yourself that expansive freedom to step into it and to take a ton. Um, we've kind of pushed past that barrier of, of who am I to do this? Who am I to take that many selfies? Um, and then, that, that kind of be, becomes less of a story for us of, yeah, of how, of what the parameters of how this can be a tool for us can be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that's awesome. It's really just about like taking the power back and yeah. um, taking up more space. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, on that note, the last question that I always ask my guests is what is the most fearless thing that you've done? Hmm. Probably to unapologetically <laughs> embrace and <laughs> proclaim that selfies can be a healing tool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. And, um, you know, your Instagram feed is amazing. Like it's just, it's one of my favorites to follow and read. And for women who are, you know, curious about like how, how Vivian puts this into action, um, how you amazingly take these like stunning photos now knowing that you're just like propping your phone up somewhere. It's it's probably on like, there's this in my favorite garden, there's this like spot where there's a water tap that I am propping my phone up, up on top of. It's, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like now that I know that I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. DIY all the way. It's really, really cool. Um, so I highly recommend women checking that out. Um, what is your, what's your Instagram handle? 
Um, it's Vivian, V-I-V-I-E-N-N-E-M-C-M. So cool. And then where, where else can women find more of you? Um, be your own beloved.com. Um, I also have a Facebook page that's pretty active for be your own beloved. And so you can search that name there. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. And you are going to be doing a guest tutorial all about turning your selfie into your ally for my rock your body group program. So I'm super, super mm. pumped about that. Cause I think it's like a wicked compliment to everything that, uh, the women are going to learn in that program. Mm, so excited about your program. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for, for being here. You're, you're amazing. Like I just, I, I just think your, your work is like groundbreaking and, and awesome. And I hope everyone checks it out and I hope everyone starts taking more selfies <laughs> and, and really embraces this as like an awesome tool that they can use, uh, as part of their, of their body love journey. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Rock on. <laughs> I hope you're all inspired to go and check out some of Vivian's programs and take more pictures. You can find the links mentioned in this episode at summerinandend.com forward slash 142. I'll be back again with another classic episode in a couple weeks. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Summer Inanin. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on. Rock on.